From WGVU, this is Focus West Michigan for February 8, 2024. I'm Joe Balecki. For our main feature today, Scott Vanderwerf talks to Rachel and Ville Ray about their new album, I Love a Love Song, ahead of their performance at St. Cecilia Music Center next week. Also, we hear from the community at a recent GRPS board meeting, take a look at the history of the Underground Railroad through quilts, and more state and West Michigan news. Focus West Michigan is brought to you by listeners like you. To support this show and everything we do, visit wgvunews.org and click the donate button. Hundreds of parents, students, and staff attended the most recent Grand Rapids Public School Board meeting. WGVU's David Limbaugh explains what brought them out and why so many decided it was time to make their voices heard. Monday night's GRPS board meeting brought out large numbers of concerned residents due to a recent community survey put out by the Urban Core Collective Education Justice Team. That survey led to a community report card where over 300 stakeholders graded the GRPS on issues such as teacher pay, transportation, and meal and air quality. Overwhelmingly, the report card shows that the most important issue facing GRPS is staffing shortages driven by low wages and a lack of access to benefits. Many teachers spoke out on the issue. The district took one and a half months to respond to our proposal with an offer of $375. I cannot begin to explain to you what a slap in the face that is. If the $375 offer is the best that the district can do, surrounding districts are going to be jumping for joy because we will have a mass exodus here. My email mailbox is absolutely filled with other school districts that want me to go work for them. Parents also spoke out on the teacher shortage. You are holding our children's lives in your hands and quite frankly, you're screwing it up. Superintendent Dr. Lee Adrian Roby spoke after the comments, saying that while they were difficult to hear and she appreciated what she heard, change takes time. The issues and the things that have been brought forward are not new issues, and it does take time to make sure, again, that we are making some progress. I'm David Limbaugh. The History of the Underground Railroad Told Through Quilts. That's a new program through the Kent District Libraries developed for Black History Month. WGVU's Dee Morrison explains what's on display. There is lore that the quilts were used as signals and wayfinders for those escaping towards freedom. Sarah Magnuson is the Outreach and Program Specialist at Kent District Libraries. She explains that while historians debate the role of quilts as a communication tool, quilts are definitely a storytelling tool used by presenter Erica Milbrook to share the stories of the people, places, and secret codes used to help slaves escape along the Underground Railroad. If she shows a wagon wheel as a quilt pattern, she connects that to a story of a free man who was able to purchase wagons and continue to help people move north. In addition to the programs scheduled at various locations, residents can travel through 15 library branches using a bookmark to track their journeys. They can find a unique quilt pattern at each branch and write down the name of the pattern, write down a little bit of its connection to history. The stories of the Underground Railroad told through quilting programs run through February and March. Check the KDL website for times and dates. I'm Dee Morrison. Grand Haven's Momentum Center is hosting a free dinner and movie as part of Black History Month activities. The community is invited as the center celebrates courage. As WGVU's Jennifer Moss reports, this isn't your average dinner and a movie. Organizers say its goal is to provide an opportunity to engage in community and create dialogue. As we were looking at Black History Month and trying to determine a a really good movie for 
kind of creating a space for dialogue and conversation, Ruston just rose to that that level of significance. Barbara Lee Van Horsen is the experimenter for the Grand Haven Momentum Center. She says tomorrow they're hosting a free community dinner and movie. The movie's an acclaimed biographical drama, Ruston. It's based on the true story of civil rights activist Bayard Ruston. It looks at Ruston's courage in his quest for racial equality and his role in planning the 1963 March on Washington. A relatively new movie that not very many people, I think, have seen, uh, but telling an important story. Uh, The man who is really behind Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, nonviolent tactics and uh, a real leader during the whole civil rights movement that I think is largely unknown. Van Horsen says this movie zeroes in on Black History Month, but they host a dinner and a movie every month to hopefully create dialogue, which is part of their mission. The work we do around community conversations and creating those safe places to talk about complicated issues uh, is what ultimately led to the movie night, which is a really generally non-threatening way to approach topics that have multiple sides, multiple dimensions. Dinner and a movie starts at 5 p.m. on Friday. You can find more information about the Grand Haven Momentum Center at MomentumCenterGH.org. I'm Jennifer Moss. Governor Whitmer presented her budget this week. Part of that budget included a nearly $400 million increase for road and bridge repairs. WGVU's David Limbaugh asked the Michigan Department of Transportation how that money could be used in West Michigan. The 13-county Grand Region, we get about $100, $120 million each year for annual budget. That budget, says John Richard with MDOT, covers everything from snow removal to pothole patching and bridge replacement to full reconstruction. He tells us the additional $400 million will be shared among 700 state road agencies. They all get a piece of the transportation pie, so it spreads pretty thin pretty quickly. One of the West Michigan projects that budget is funding will be a complete reconstruction of U.S. 131 from 100th Street to 76th Street, where MDOT will be adding a weave merge lane. So on southbound 131, the 76th Street on-ramp will be connected to the 84th Street off-ramp, and then vice versa on northbound. This update will enable drivers to jump from 84th Street to 76th Street without merging into U.S. 131. Traffic. Construction will begin later this year and last into 2025 with a total cost of around $65 million. Again, with our $100 million annual budget, that's a huge chunk of the whole program this year. Other projects happening this year include bridge work in Comstock Park, where 131 connects northbound to I-96, as well as rehabilitating the 131 bridges over Plaster Creek in both directions. I'm David Limbaugh. The Michigan Civil Rights Commission is hearing from residents who have experienced housing discrimination. The state plans to use the testimony to develop recommendations for fair housing. Patrice Griffin is a housing advocate and former Kalamazoo official. She told the commission yesterday that her family faced obstacles to housing and that the state needs to do more to support residents. When people drive across state lines into Michigan, it should be known that discrimination is not tolerated. The commission is taking written testimony and public input through June. Civil rights officials plan to deliver their fair housing recommendations later this summer.
President Joe Biden's unflinching support of Israel's war against Hamas has drawn condemnation from many in Metro Detroit. Israel's bombing campaigns have killed over 26,000 Palestinians in Gaza. Muslim and Arab American support for Biden has cratered, with many calling for voters to abandon Biden. In an effort to reach out, the Biden administration sent a delegation to meet with Arab American leaders in Dearborn today. Speaking at an event in Detroit, Governor Gretchen Whitmer says she understands why some are unhappy with Biden, but she says Donald Trump would be even worse. A potential um, second term for the former president would be, you know, very hard on all the communities that are still being impacted by what's happening overseas as well. And that's something that shouldn't be lost on in people's calculation, too. Biden was in Metro Detroit last week and did not offer comment on his struggling approval ratings with young people and Arab Americans. Explore tax-smart giving to support WGVU NPR. You can donate assets like stocks and bonds, give through a donor-advised fund, and more. Visit wgvu.org support to learn more. Rachel and Ville Ray are performing at St. Cecilia Music Center in downtown Grand Rapids on Tuesday, February 13th at 7.30. Their music is based on the jazz and standards of the Great American Songbook with a timeless feel that is both classic and modern. WGVU's Scott Vanderwerf spoke to Ville Ray about their latest album, I Love a Love Song. Rachel and Ville Ray has been a musical act ever since Rachel Price saw Ville Ray play a very short set of covers. She wanted in. In the time they began collaborating, they've made two critically acclaimed and popular albums for the Nunsuch label. Their style and methodology has ranged from an intimate duo to the nine-piece formation heard on their newest album, I Love a Love Song, which has this tune, Why Do I? Oh, the kingdom of the animals is bad. Of all those little critters, not one frets about the past. And then there's me, thinking constantly of all those happy days that didn't last. Each darling songbird above sings songs without singing of love. The tiger and the lion don't need so why do I clams to my knowledge don't sigh and ours ain't left wondering why each time that fella flies out they need to weep their eyes out so why do I Rachel and Vilray sing to each other in a storytelling setting with original songs that hearken to an earlier golden era, yet with a timeless originality. I spoke to Vilray on the phone about the new album. I asked them how they met and how they began to collaborate. Uh, Rachel and I met when uh, I was 18, she was 17. We uh, met at the New England Conservatory in Boston. Um, she was a vocal major and I was a composition major. And... Um, yeah, that's where we met. Uh, it took a few years before we became friends and many more years before we started playing music together. Um, that was, uh, yeah, that was, we were teens then and we were kind of uh, in our late 20s by the time we were playing. I was playing kind of classical guitar, um, 
so to speak, for a nine-year-old, and uh, and some classical uh, classic rock. Uh, it wasn't until I was about 16 years old that I got into jazz, and uh, I was at sort of a special music high school in New York, and it uh, playing the guitar was a little awkward because couldn't bring it to the orchestra, uh, and there was no like rock band or anything, so. Uh, I took some jazz classes and I really fell in love. Now in the liner notes to I Love a Love Song, you talk about the lyric, we've all heard the legends. How does this reflect the musicians who helped you make the record? I think everybody that made the record is either, at least a legend in the making, but uh, some are veterans of the jazz scene. We have uh, people who played with uh, Benny Goodman and Tony Bennett and... Um, uh, you know, some great uh, studio musicians like uh, Larry Goldings and David Pelch, who uh, have played with everybody, uh, including James Taylor and, and others. Um, so, yeah, it was there was there was a lot of talent in the room. Uh, and uh, Dan Nobler produced the record. He made our first record also. He's a legend in the making. And uh, Jacob Zimmerman wrote all the arrangements. Another uh, future legend. Well, your music harkens back to the golden era of jazz and standards, but it also feels very contemporary uh, as well. Is that is that uh, intentional? Well, I think it's maybe more unavoidable since I am contemporary. Um, and, you know, so there, there, are, there are some uh, aspects of the language that uh, seep in. You can't, you can't stay completely true to the language of the 30s and 40s. But, um, you know, I think sometimes people forget um, how much humor and how much body humor and, and sort of uh, gallows humor is in those old standards um, and lesser known songs of the Tin Pan era. Um, so I, I think the humor is, is a, a big attractor for me. And um, uh, sometimes I think that humor uh, has sort of a whiff of mo- modernity to it. Um, I think every generation maybe thinks that they uh, invented being funny, but uh, I'm really plumbing the, um, the the depths of of genius in a lot of the songwriters that I like from that era, and and trying to uh, you know to to say something that hasn't been said before. So maybe that's modern. And what what is your process in terms of composition? Do you, do you write the music first or the lyrics? Is it or does it change from song to song? Definitely changes from song to song. If I'm in a little bit of a rut, uh, harmonically or melodically, sometimes writing lyrics or even just writing the names of songs and keeping them on a note and and uh, and, and and using that when I get stuck uh, can can be very valuable. But mostly I write um, sort of harmony and melody first, uh, you know, for a few bars at least, and then start to introduce language. I do find that language has sort of an intrinsic musicality. So for me, it doesn't make sense to save it till the bitter end. Um, but usually they all go hand in hand, really. Now, in the liner notes to I Love a Love Song, you talk about your collaboration being around seven years. Is it now eight years? Eight years this month, I believe, maybe last month. Were you guys uh, just playing gigs and stuff before that, or, or did it really take off in 2019? Um, no, we were playing gigs. Uh, you know, I, I, I think we, we played some big gigs even. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, it just sort of made sense. Uh, Nonsuch, um, our label, uh, agreed to that, that time frame. Uh, 
2019. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we released the record more or less into a pandemic. But, um, uh, you know, it was a it was a great experience making it. And, uh, and you know, I, I, I stand by the songs on that first record, too. Was there a different experience in terms of recording the first album from this most uh, recent one? Yeah, the first one, we were just sort of finding our legs. Um, uh, this music is kind of uh, recorded. It's, it's, it's mostly recorded live, uh, which is to say a band records it and uh, Rachel or myself are at least recording scratch takes, uh, maybe in an isolated booth. But the band is in a generalized room. Uh, everybody can hear each other. Their sounds are bleeding into the sounds of microphones quite close to them. And that's the way the records were made back in the day that, that I love so much. And you can really feel that um, sort of human essence and, 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 and living aspect of, um, of the bleed, the sonic bleed. So we did that on the first record, but we were playing in a much smaller room. So we had to kind of record the rhythm section and then bring in the horns. And so the rhythm section was all bleeding into each other's microphones. And then the, um, the horn section had to listen to it over headphones and, and record. So that was just a limitation of the room. For uh, the second one, we did it in one of those big, old, beautiful um, uh, recording studios in Los Angeles. And um, so we were all able to be there together simultaneously. And so that felt a little bit more organic. Um, I think I think that's the way to do it uh, going forward. And I Love a Love Song is still relatively new in uh, your touring this album. But are you guys planning the next one? Yes, planning, uh, planning and writing and talking about uh, what it should be like and how it should be similar and, and building on things that we've learned in the last two records and uh, the ways it should be different. Guitarist, singer, and songwriter Vil Ray from Rachel and Vil Ray. Their latest album is I Love a Love Song on the Nonesuch label, which closes with Good Night, My Love. Tired old moon is descending Sleep tight, my love My moment with you is now ending It was so heavenly Holding you close to me It would be heavenly To hold you again in a dream The stars have promised to meet us tomorrow till then my love how weary the new day will seem but for the present dear we'll have to part good night my love sleep tight my Good night, my love The tired old moon is descending Sleep tight, my love My moment with you is now ending 
It was so heavenly Holding you close to me It will be heavenly To hold you again in a dream The stars above I promise to meet us tomorrow This has been Focus West Michigan from WGVU for February 8, 2024. I'm Joe Balecki. Our audio operations manager is Rick Beerling, and our news and public affairs director is Patrick Center. We'll be back with more news and events in West Michigan tomorrow, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.